0: I'm ready free talk live
1: and we're back
2: yes we are back I uh, I don't know if anybody was streaming the internet stream just now but once again the primary microphone was unmuted there was there was some other work going on in this particular studio and i was well later than i normally am getting to this particular studio today and so my normal pre-show uh, was rushed my my checks if you will my pre-flight uh, you know stuff the steps that i go through to make sure and I hopefully
3: this segment's actually going out on broadcast
2: well i checked that of okay. course because That's still a fresh wound from (laughs) last week when there was some sort of technical thing where like, it said we were connected, but indeed we were not, at least for the first segment. So it is Free Talk Live. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. The phones are open. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Captain's Log, Stardate, 0814-2022. The Sunday Night Edition. In the studio, it's myself. Your host, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. And, well, we're going to have some fun as we normally do here on Sundays. I'm excited. We, it's my job. <laughs> we try to. Um, I mean, we talk about serious stuff, don't get me wrong. But this particular crew, we bring a little different element than, say, the other seven, six days of the week.
3: I'm fully capable of doing the serious commentary. That goes on the other six days. As we all
2: are. Right. But why would we? But why wouldn't we? But it, we got six days of that already. It's six Sunday six Sunday gun day, some people would say. Yeah. Sunday fun day, other people yeah. would say. You know. Um, so we try to inject a little bit more I don't know, lightness humor, Levity. if you will. Levity. Yeah, that's a good word. I like that. Yeah. Levity. It reminds me of who's the uh, remember they'd always thank you remember the People's Court? The original Judge, Judge Wapner? Wapner. Okay. Yeah. They had uh, they had a, a they had a, a lawyer they'd always thank at okay. like the end. It was like Doug Llewellyn or something, I think. I have no idea. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I was
3: too young for the Wapner era for the most part.
2: Yeah, but there was reruns, man. It's yeah. like saying you were too young for Gilligan's Island. You still saw all of them, though. I maybe saw all of them, but for me,
3: it was the the Judge Judy but era. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, Judge Judy. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I was I was definitely of the, the Judge Wapner era before yeah. the Judge Judy, although they were equally entertaining for, for what they were. Uh, I always thought it was interesting that they would go and get actual people who were filing like small claims cases and be like hey sign all this to have your thing absolved from the court and go through this television process instead right where they would like get I didn't some know sort that's of a,
1: how they did
0: that yeah
2: they would get some sort of a stipend even if they lost right so yeah. they'd give them like a thousand bucks or something I don't know what the I'm just pulling that out of my butt I don't know what the actual amount was but even if you lost, you got some sort of a thing, but you still had to obey the the judgment. At least that was part of the thing. And I'm thinking to myself about this now, just now, because you brought it up or we brought it up somehow that like there's your answer to like publicly or uh, uh, private courts. Right, you just sign Television an agreement. Courts? Yeah, you just sign an agreement that says, "Hey, yeah, I'll you know appear on this stream or this show or with this person who's known, well known as a fair person, a fair judge, and you know, etc." A lot so on. of
3: contracts already have that written in somewhere. Well, for arbitration, the arbitration, yeah. it's the same thing.
2: Yeah, if you if you sign like an employment contract with yeah. anybody, even if it's an at will state, uh, all of the NDAs and all of your pre employment paperwork before you actually start getting a paycheck. Uh, will actually say a whole bunch of stuff about arbitration because yeah. they don't want to go through court either. Right. Because we all know that courts are a mess. But I, it just occurs to me that the free market invention for court replacement has been invented and has been on television for decades now, and it's these courtroom procedurals like Judge Judy and Judge Wapner, at now. least for uh, you know things like... I don't know, you know, basic theft, you know,
3: the, the problem comes in. I don't want to call it a problem, but it's a problem. The problem comes into enforcement of the judgment for a non-willing loser, right? Like the state has a mechanism for that with the garnishments or the, you know, warrants for your arrest and the violence that comes through. But okay. So you get a small claims judgment through arbitration and you go like, all right, I'm just not going to pay. Right, mm-hmm. then what? We're going to
1: tell everybody. Well,
3: yeah. then,
2: then you are prohibited from using that particular system for your benefit when it comes time for you to file a claim against. Is somebody. that
3: the only? But that, that that's alone, one of the things. Okay,
2: but that doesn't make the actual victim whole. No, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah. It creates no justice. It creates no justice. No. But what it does is it tarnishes the reputation of the person who does not abide by the voluntary agreement.
3: Yeah. And the more I think about it, the less I care so much about the reputation thing, because moving is so easy and the world is so big
1: yeah. that
2: you're not going to carry that reputation very far. Mm, I beg to differ. I believe it will be a central component of humanity going forward.
1: Well, you know, with in the, the absence Internet, of the state.
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you, just like your Facebook page or your, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm not saying that you know we're going to have social media apps that you know are your reputation, but it's not going to be very difficult for somebody to investigate your reputation, find it if you're. And in fact, let's just say uh, it was you and I that were having a dispute, and we sure. agreed to go to this free market court that resembles Judge Wapner in some way. Uh, and I knew in advance. Before we even agree, like, let's say the option was in front of us and I you know, did my research or my representative pseudo attorney, whatever you want to call this person, did the research and they went, you know, this Richie Rich guy has agreed to go to these things and has not once abided by the decision. Uh, you know, I might take that into account for, you know, with my filing, do I actually want to you know go forward with this type of an agreement with you as a defendant based on your reputation for not fulfilling these things and i might ask my judicial service provider my jsp uh, for a different solution for a creative solution okay so and then i moved to nebraska and they're linked i mean why wouldn't they because there's no reason to be I mean, you're you're assuming that these things are state-based, are geography-based around the imaginary borders of, you know, New Hampshire and or Nebraska. i the in further
3: this... away you get from the source, the more likelihood is the destination does not care about the reputation of the source violator.
1: I don't know. I think in some cases, people just have to take the L. You know, you have to take the loss. Hopefully, someone will be honest enough to pay up
0: yeah. whatever yeah.
1: they're owed. If not. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can create a society that is more based in trust yes. and honesty. Yeah,
3: okay. And let's say that it is completely linked, right? Like, the not just the state of Nebraska, but the geographic designation commonly referred to as Nebraska. Sure. Right? And that, like, that's linked to New Hampshire and to Texas and to whatever. And then I go like, how is that any different from the Chinese communist social credit system that follows people everywhere?
0: Because that's
2: linked everywhere. Well, so the difference is it's voluntary versus mandatory, right? Forced versus uh, non-obligatory. So you don't have to participate, like you're saying. Yeah. You, You don't have to participate. And in fact, I would probably proceed with whatever the procedure is. And I would also, I would find it necessary for if you and I had some sort of a dispute and we agreed to this thing and you had a reputation of not following through. I would think that in the agreement, it would require you to, uh, before the agreement is signed, sealed, and delivered between both parties, before the the actual case can be presented, yeah. that it would require uh, not only you, but also me, to put some form of you know valuable into something like an escrow, like Got cryptocurrency it. into an escrow, so that... It could be at least the financial component could be enforceable. Yeah. You have to put some skin in the game before you sign the agreement, so to speak. Before the the and that might be procedure the procedure def- can take place. that
3: could be the solution to the default. But like I said, if I move far enough away, right? Like yeah. my reputation doesn't follow. They have never heard I, of Richie Rich uh, from New Hampshire.
2: The, I mean, right? uh, or from the geographic designation. I mean, how do you know that? Right? You you already are on social media. Right, and it wouldn't be very difficult for a private investigator to make some calls to New Hampshire and be like, "Hey, what's Richie Rich's reputation like?" Now is you're, ta- good? Now is you're talking about
3: like a private investigator for some sort of. <laughs> you, know. you know, Now you're hiring a separate entity. I'm to just trying like, to all these things are possible. Well, there's, there's all you're sorts right. of possibilities. Still better I've, than the state. And what I'm suggesting it is so unlikely that anyone's going to go through that much trouble. Yeah. That your reputation doesn't matter all that much if you get far enough
2: away. Just like a credit score, though, that follows you wherever you go. 603-283-6160. Will your reputation follow you? This is Free Talk Live. We are indeed. It is Free Talk Live. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our program. We're on somewhere near 200 radio stations. Uh, We're also on the internet over at freetalklive.com. You can stream us over at lrn.fm. You can find us on Float. I believe Studio 8424 is rebroadcasting over on Float as well which is a uh, very interesting social media network they are censorship free and so it's uh it's a little like twitter it's a little like facebook it's you know they've got some different flavors over there but flote.app is their website float.app. You <laughs> said PB. i did <laughs> we're so 12 <laughs> <laughs> the telephone number here if you'd like to join us is 603-283 6160. We'll get to your calls momentarily in the studio tonight. It's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. We were talking about, we just sort of started talking and sort of the People's Court came up, the Judge Wapner series and Judge Judy and all that kind of thing. And then we were like, wait, wait a minute. What if this is the free market solution where people agree to have, you know, this show, podcast or whatever? It could be a a number of things. It could be a television show. It could be a bunch of shows. It could be podcasts. It could be, you know, other service providers, other people who do arbitration. What if this is sort of a solution? And and we talked about that a little bit. And we started
3: with the Sunday show having way more levity and then got
2: way too serious. (laughs) We right did, after saying you know. that, <laughs> I always thought it would be more funny if uh, Judge Wapner's first name was Harry. Harry Wapner. Yeah, okay. well, I thought that would be funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, there was a, a meteorologist, not a meaty urologist, but a meteorologist. I think in the Seattle area. Important distinction. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> when I lived there, and his name was Harry wapler Okay. And pretty I close. That was hilarious. I'm like, and and like his dad named him like his dad was also a meteor. I don't remember his dad's name. It wasn't nearly as funny. But his dad named his kid Harry Wobbler, and I was like, okay, it's your kid. You want to screw him up? You go right ahead. Uh, Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got El Canejo calling from Nevada. El Canejo, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, hey. What you're basically talking talking about is polycentric law. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of historical precedent for that um, mm-hmm. hundreds of years in, I think, Ireland or Scotland. Oh, are you talking about
2: places. where, like, the Irish had the, the Tuatha? Or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But they would basically find, uh, you know, a wise man within their group and, uh, you know, get agreement from whoever had the dispute to arbitrate that.
4: Yeah. Um, There's also a a modern effort to come up with uh, basically a a law book. Um, It's called Ulex, U-L-E-X, and it's basically all the different codes from around the world, like uh, uh, English common law. The um, Code
3: of Hammurabi.
4: Yeah, it it basically takes international law, it takes corporate law, it puts it into an open source format, so you could actually pick and choose which laws you want to adhere to. And if you meet someone, you can see like where you, the discrepancies are as far as uh, what you agree to in person, like a, a real social contract. That um, like, but, oh, this person doesn't believe that murder's wrong, so I'm not going to do business with him, but, or just
3: kill him, um, and then the problem is solved. Geez, you prevent further well, murders.
2: You got to go straight to the that's killing, a, don't you? It's a, it's a, within his code of ethics. Court.
3: is all I'm saying. Well, if it's then, within his code of going, ethics.
2: Go ahead, it's El defense You just kill him. Kill
3: so, him back. so what you're talking um, about,
2: El Canejo, is is a, a concept that I've heard of before, where like a nation can be effectively reduced to an individual, simply selecting different items from you know a buffet menu of legal precedent. So, for correct. example, like you're saying, uh, you know, I think it's wrong to murder. Okay, so I'm selecting you know this particular item from the McMenu, and that's going to be part of my personal virtual nation, the kick ass nation, if you will. And then right. if if other people find my nation they go, hey, that's pretty cool. The captain went through all this effort, put this together. And I think I like most of that. And then they they roll with it for a while. They're part of the kick ass nation and eventually they're like, you know what? I like everything except for like these five things that he has in there. I like this thing from, you know, the Richie Nation, this thing from the El Caneo nation, this thing from the Nikki nation. I'm going to borrow those and incorporate them. And now I've become the John Doe nation. And then, and then you make your own nation of one. And you have your own governance systems. You have your own voluntary, we'll call it taxation. I call it donation in this particular version of what we're talking about. And what you do is you literally transform government services into governance services, whom then must compete with each other for the best price and the greatest level of service.
4: Right. And then as far as enforcement goes and uh, arbitration, you could um require bonds so it, 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 you in this day and age you could even make them anonymous um reputation systems where like let's let's say you post part let's let's say you save some of your money in uh, monero the uh, leading pr- privacy crypto mm-hmm. you could post a bond against your savings in a smart contract so if you do violate a contract you go in the arbitration and the, the U- ulex system uh suggests an arbitration system where One party selects uh, arbitrator ahead of time. Another party selects arbitrator ahead of time. And when there's a dispute, those two arbitrators pick a third as a tiebreaker. So you go in arbitration. If, If you're ruled against, they basically take your bond and make the other person whole. And then there's also insurance. So let's say you don't have enough money into your savings to cover whatever contract you're trying to do because you're investing trying to build a capital intensive business or something and there's lenders mm-hmm. well that's what insurance is for insurance is, assurance companies will they specialize in assessing risk um and your kind of future earning potential and all that good stuff so i mean there's there's all these uh, uh solutions that are free market and then if you are agreeing to contracts like let's say you're renting to someone you you pull up your profiles, and it tells you which items that are relevant to your rental contract that are no goes, they're uh, deal breakers. Oh, this person doesn't have any, or this person has one or two. They can they can sign that, like in this one instance, I'll agree to this term. And then if they break the contract or destroy your property or whatever, the both your contracts could have in it where you you subscribe to the arbitration service, but you also in, uh, subscribe to enforcement. So you're voluntarily saying, if I am ruled against and I don't make good on my promises or whatever, I right, do something egregious where there's injury, not necessarily just property harm where I need to yeah. use my bond, then I agree that the enforcement, bounty hunters essentially can come. The dog, to, the bounty out.
2: hunter is going to come after you. Uh, the Pinkertons
3: are going to go from Nebraska toward New Hampshire to Nebraska to come and get me. For So
4: this can all be voluntary, um, even the enforcement. No one wants to be arrested, but if you agree to it ahead of time, that's that's, that's voluntary. That's con- That's contracting.
3: I like it. I'm not I'm not saying it can't be done. Right? I'm saying it's unlikely to be effective.
2: I mean 100% well, of the, the time, thing- sure, but I mean something like that, particularly if it's voluntary. I mean, it seems like if it's all spelled out and paid for and you know, you've subscribed to the service, why wouldn't it work? Because well,
3: the
4: because the loser's contract- going to Go, go ahead. Go Do ahead, I can I contracts and sell 411. And I think it can't happen.
2: Hey, thanks for the call out, We appreciate it. That's very interesting stuff. I am going to look more into ULEX and polycentric law in my spare time. 603-283-6160. Coming up, I want to talk about Demolition Man as Prophecy. This is Free Talk Live.
5: And we're back. Woo.
2: Shifted at just the right time. I I was running out of breath, too. Okay. Like I, I'm i a little out of, I, I don't do a lot of singing, and so I'm out of practice with like, the breathe with your diaphragm. And okay. like, you and the didn't exhaling warm up? Te- I did not, no. I, oh. Nikki I, I, did. I, I did. did. I I did. Know, I've been singing for two the- and a half hours. Yeah,
1: I've been singing in the car.
2: You are a dedicated individual.
1: Curating my wedding playlist, I had to. Ooh, I have
2: to ask: Will there be Led Zeppelin?
1: No. Nice. It's disco.
2: I'm. I'm far more likely to attend now. Nah.
1: It's disco themed.
2: <laughs> Although I could see, uh, you know, somebody like you know, trying to you know get under the captain's skin, like you know, I don't know. Hey, I got you a new T-shirt, dude. Hands me a Led Zeppelin right. T-shirt or something like that. You know, that'd be fun.
1: Play Stairway to Heaven.
2: Yeah. Led Zeppelin supergroup voted.
3: By British people some years ago. Yeah. I mean. Like they matter.
1: I like Led Zeppelin. I have a Led Zeppelin tattoo on my arm. You do? So. true. I do. I've
3: seen it. And they're not going to be at the wedding?
1: They're 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 actually, they're playing live at the wedding.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) You heard it here first. Uh, uh, It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. We've got some open phone lines. We've got some callers on hold. Uh, In the studio, it's myself, the captain.
1: It's Nikki And Rich Rich.
2: Uh, Let's go to more of your calls uh, because uh, Mr. James in Michigan had something to say. James, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Yeah, in your uh, previous conversation, you were talking about how to enforce the reputation. Yes. And we kind of already have a system like that. It's basically your FICA score. It's a private company that keeps your score, and private banks decide whether or not to do business with you based on it.
2: I'm not familiar with the interworkings of the FICA score. Is that is FICA different from your credit score?
6: No, it's your credit score, basically, is what I'm talking about. Okay, right? okay.
3: So how so, many how many contracts do you enter into on a daily basis, where they run your credit score to see if they're willing to do business with you?
6: Well...
2: I mean Hopefully
3: daily basis like that
6: affects your credit score
2: yeah like like zero right I mean the only thing I've needed uh, a good credit score for is to get a loan right right so uh, either for property or for like a vehicle right those types of things other than that my FICA score has had little to no impact on my life
1: so, so go ahead I was just gonna say so instead oh, uh, of a credit score it's a social credit score is that what you'd be referring to?
6: I I basically, it would be a private score that, say, I wanted to do business with you. I'd be like, I got to look up your score and see what it is before I do business with you.
3: But people don't look up the credit score now to see if you're financially viable to do business. Well,
6: Well, just that; if they they care about their uh, shareholders.
3: (laughs) You're you're talking about like cars and real estate, and that's about it. It's up
1: for interpretation, too, as far as the social things go. So if you're a, a credible, honest person.
2: I'll give you a practical example. Signing a lease agreement for an apartment. Yeah. Right? A lot of landlords, like some landlords don't care. They want to see a pay stub, and they want to see first and last, and then they'll sign a lease to the other landlords. They want your social security number. They're going to run, they're going to have you pay 50 bucks or 100 bucks up front, whatever it is. For a credit check fee, they're going to check your credit before they lease the apartment to you, depending on how much they value the property, how much, you know, the size of the neighborhood, right? Right. The credit check generally happens more inside of, like, big cities than it does sort of, you know, in the rural areas where everybody's sort of more familiar with everybody. But that's a practical example of when that type of a system kicks in. Uh, I guess
6: that's my point. In In a world that we'd love to be in without the government and the courts, Yeah. There would be private companies stepping up along that line to provide that service because I think it would be useful.
2: Yeah. Useful for big purchases. That's all I'm saying. It's not not a
3: day-to-day thing.
2: I I might be controversial here in this room saying this, but I'm not necessarily against having a social credit score.
1: I guess it depends what it's used for, As long
2: as it's not... Mandated by the government. The pro- okay. Sorry. The problem with your reputation rating is you don't get to
3: determine it anyway. Sure, so you do by your actions. That's okay, but other people can still affect your your social credit score. Sure. Right? Through no fault of your own,
2: mm. right? I mean, I don't know. Like we're in the middle of cancel culture. Have, have you ever? That's a social credit
3: score. Say one
1: wrong thing. One have, wrong thing, and you're
2: done. Have you ever gone to Yelp? Yeah to look up I a place to to that, that you're going to right so I mean I, I see something like that. Now. So, you know, every now and again, sure, there's gonna be somebody that you've had a, a poor interaction with or they think you had a poor interaction with and they're going yeah. to, you know, give you a lower rating, or like an IMDB, or like, you know, okay, some people made this show, sure this movie. You know, this guy thinks it sucks and rated it a one, but the other people rated it like a seven and a half. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna check it out. So if I were doing that to a person, let's say James, who's calling us from Michigan tonight, was like a person, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should do business with this. This guy, I would go to whatever this reputation agency or my reputation provider and be like, Hey, sure, can you look up James in Michigan and I'm trying to do a deal with him? You know, what was it Was it say? And they're like, Oh, he comes back as a seven point five. you know, okay, I think I'll do some business with James. But if it comes back as like a two, I'd be like, yeah. James, dude, sorry, man. But is it ah. a legitimate two? Or is it a manufactured tube because he
3: pissed off the wrong guy in Michigan who was undue social influence?
2: Well, in theory, it would be specific to the type of transaction that we're trying to do so even more complicated right in in theory
3: right so <laughs> you have a social credit score for the deli you have a social credit it's, score for the bar I, and i don't want to call a it a, credit s- a social score credit score, for credit for the score. Store.
2: i want to call it a reputation score <laughs> whatever because that's it's calling it social credit is just a horrible phrasing s- semantical yeah, it at this of got point <laughs> whereas reputation is a much more solid concrete word right because you're talking about what other people that you have done business with your family your friends etc and so on your former employers if you're an employer yourself how fair you are to yeah. your employees, all that kind of stuff is taken if you, into
3: if account. And you farm it out to China think, and they put a whole bunch of people to bump up your reputation score for a few bucks. But if you think about you it, hundred
6: years ago, everyone in town worked on a reputation score. Right. I they get it. And when, town, it
3: <laughs> and when you left town, it didn't follow you. And when you left town, it didn't follow you. And that's my point. I beg to differ. Well, it it, you.
1: you can look up someone, you can do a background check on people. Yes. I mean, I've done background checks on people before you you pay you it's, most of them you don't even have to pay if you want a good one you pay like 10 bucks and and for that that's more criminal stuff so you can see if they've ever murdered someone or you know whatever but if you build on that a little bit more you can see criminal and maybe some other things
3: so you're about to do a yoga class of 20 people you're gonna run 20 background
2: checks
1: well not for stuff or- like that because i don't care like that would be a situation where i wouldn't need to know yeah, you know,
2: but if she were going into business with a yoga partner and wanted to and make sure that the partner she yeah. was going to invest into her yoga business with was on the up and up and legit and had a yeah. reputation for following through on their agreements, and he, she might deploy that, and he and, paid for that, and to you your know, point, to bump the score, and, and to she your goes point. Into business and gets screwed. To your point, Richie, Rich about the reputation not following, I beg to differ. Even in the old west. People would move from town to town, and the baddest of the bad would have their reputation follow. They're like, "Oh, that's old Billy over there." The baddest of the bad, you know? Sure, maybe. So the reputation does the follow. Dude with you. the wanted poster with his name on it, and just because people didn't have social media doesn't mean that their reputations didn't follow them. Okay, you're you're saying the people guess, that you I met guess, here well,
3: like did a, checked on you? Like we're going to call all the captain's friends in Seattle to see if we were going to hang out with them. It's possible. Nobody did that, James. I,
6: well, I guess my point is I would much rather that system than having to go to a government court and fight with my old business partner in a legal battle that's never going to come to any conclusion.
2: Amen to that, James. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. six zero three two eight three six one six zero. if you want to weigh on on this or anything else, really. Um, and, and again, it depends on the person, I'm going right? to message
3: all of Captain's Mutuals
2: on fa- On the old Facebook, there to see is this guy really who he says he is? Is that really worth your time? No. Are we Are we even in a position where you and I are going to do business or anything? No. Okay. Well, then waste your time if you want to. I'm not going to. I'm At- confident in my reputation. Okay. So that's uh, fine. You know, investigate away. I'm not going to, and I don't think most people are going to. Make sure you that's bring your results uh, to next week's show. No. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up, including demolition man as prophecy? the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. You can find out all about us over at freetalklive.com, including our archives that go back, well, a really long time. You know, the show's been around for a couple of decades now, I guess. Almost 20, apparently. It's coming up. It's coming up. Uh, Oddly enough, uh, the 20th anniversary, I believe uh, Mr. Freeman mentioned this last night, on the show, will coincide with his trial date for the Crypto 6. Imagine how young
3: Mark looked when they first
2: started this thing. <laughs> uh, it is Sunday, and I do want to mention uh, I've been sort of pimping the show The Anarchists. I'm receiving no compensation at all. I just think it's interesting uh, those people put on uh, Pulco. And reasonably successful, you know, sort of coming together of people who have the voluntary mindset, whether they're libertarians, they're anarchists, uh, they're voluntarists or just freedom loving people. uh, They successfully put on and continue to do so. I I looked at their website today. It looks like there's a 2023 going to go on. So it will continue to go. But it is an HBO documentary called The Anarchists. The biggest knock against it from the critics is that it doesn't paint anarchy in a positive light. And it's like, it's not called anarchy. It's called The Anarchists. It's about people. People, of course, uh, have different personalities and interact differently and have different values than other individuals. So it is a documentary about the individuals, not about the philosophy.
3: Can I give one quick critique since I'm caught up as well? As you want to way too much time spent on the john and lily situation well they're the central characters to the they are the central how did that happen are they the anarchists that we're supposed to be like?
1: Well, it's the drama. That's yeah. what... It's still that's a TV where the, show, you know? That's where
2: the story... Is. Right. It has to be okay. entertaining first.
1: That's For, like, that's, normal people, too, not just, okay. like, us who are actually interested in anarchy and liberty yeah. and these concepts. It, normies have to... And I, I hate using that word, but I'm going to. Muggles? You know, muggles have to think it's funny, too, and they okay. love, you know, reality TV. So all it has right. to appeal to that group a little bit as well. And
2: it certainly has all of those elements. I mean, uh, one of my, my I guess in one of my reviews that I posted on it, I was like, it has all of the things that every other successful HBO documentary has. It has characters, it has, you know, a little bit of uh, infighting going on, and this person doesn't necessarily like that person for these reasons, and, oh, these people help those people, but not these people, or they try to help everybody and are trying to be everybody's friends, but you know, this person hates that person or whatever, right? So now so, we need
3: a spinoff, The so, Wives
2: of Anarcopulco. <laughs> the Real <laughs> Lives of Anarcopulco. I mean, who knows uh, what I am very happy about, though, is that uh, near as I can tell, having this particular program is historical to the philosophies of voluntarism and anarchism, because never before, to my knowledge, has there been something this mainstream that features the philosophies, albeit surrounding yeah. character stories and events that happened at Anarchipulco.
1: Well, and I do really appreciate that because it's at least introducing normal people or, to or statists to these concepts. And I and I do think they do a relatively good job of explaining some of these con- concepts do. and voluntarism and, you know, what ANCAP means and these different ideals that people just don't hear in day-to-day life yep. unless you are a libertarian.
2: So the uh, sixth and final episode of that airs tonight at, I believe, 10 p.m. Eastern. So whenever this show, this radio show you're listening to here at Free Talk Live ends, uh, that will be broadcast over on HBO Max. Uh, we'll of course be doing our uh, viewing here in Keene, uh, as it's we do. Pirated on version the, on the on the Mondays. So uh, over at uh, over at the Bitcoin Embassy, what better location, I think, to yeah. have a viewing party than the Bitcoin Embassy? Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We've got Gwyneth calling from Australia. Gwyneth, can you hear me?
0: Hello
7: there. How are you today?
2: We're good. Uh, you're live on the radio here at Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
7: Okay. Um, there was a there's a fellow, and a number of years ago, he made this quote, which is quite interesting. His name was called Henry Kissinger, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's everybody's favourite person, and I'm being sarcastic, of course. <laughs> uh, but he said he said if you control the food, you control the people, and if yeah. you control the money, then you control nation. Right. Now we all need to get to producing our own food.
2: Oh, I agree 100%. If we
7: don't, we will never be free. We will never be free. And that is one area that right now is being attacked like you would not believe. There's people out there who are getting thousands of dollars for fines for planting some carrots and tomatoes in their front yard.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and it, it, is that happening in yeah. Australia? Because I know we've covered things like I this happening know. here on Free Talk Live, where you know somebody decides to make their front yard of their house into a garden instead of a lawn, and the local authorities yeah. come and you know tell them you know got to tear it up or got to you know do some, you know pay some fines or whatever that kind of thing. Is that also happening in Australia? Yeah.
7: I don't know if it's happening here. Um, I, don't, I haven't heard of it happening here, but for people who are in that situation where the uh, local municipality is going to come down hard on them mm-hmm. if they, uh, you know, gr- put in a, a, a formal vegetable patch, there is another way. Okay, and that is there's a lot of uh, ornamental garden plants, and now I, I need to put a caveat here: you need to do your research because some of these. Um, some garden plants will kill you.
0: Yeah, true. Some
7: ornamental garden plants will kill Especially you. Especially in Australia. But some of them are very edible. Some of them are actually, um, in the native climates where they, you know, in, in the places where they come from initially, they are actually food staples. Yep. And um, a few that immediately spring to mind are canna lilies. That's canna edulis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful ornamental garden flower and has an edible rhizome. It has an edible root. Oh, nice. And there's a, um, it's also known as the arrowroot plant. It's where you get arrowroot flower from. And arrowroot flower is, arrowroots are cultivated on a commercial basis to make arrowroot flower. That's where it comes from. And so there's there's thousands and thousands of acres of canna lilies, and they're planted as an agricultural crop. But then you get the garden ornamental variety that doesn't have quite such a big root, okay. but the root's still there. It's still quite substantial, and it's still edible.
2: That's awesome. It's
7: the same species.
2: Uh, Gwyneth, what about it, like like I fully support people you know gardening. Uh, even if you are an apartment dweller, you can do things like container gardening. you know, at least you don't have to get all of your groceries from your own personal garden, but at least supplement yourself with something that you grow yourself. How do people yeah. how do people check out of you know the the government systems of money? What is your advice there?
7: Uh, long term. Um, I think if we have a full grid down, then uh, cryptocurrencies are going to be a problem and it's going to go to barter. Mm -hmm. But if people want to use cryptocurrencies, I've used cryptocurrencies in the past, Mm -hmm. and that's probably the best alternative. um, In the meantime, while we still have something resembling a grid, but people have to be aware that if we go to a full grid down, there is going to be no internet.
2: Uh, Gwyneth, and, have you heard of because, have you yeah. heard of goldbacks?
7: I have. That that is another thing that I think is going to come to prominence. I,
2: I think so too.
7: People actually using gold and silver in all sorts of forms, everything from goldbacks to nuggets.
2: Yep. In fact, and, I paid for uh, my dinner know, tonight. Coins. I paid for my dinner tonight with goldbacks. There's uh, several places here in town that uh, the local activist community has gotten on board with accepting both the goldbacks as well as cryptocurrency. So we live a little bit in the future here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire with that regard. I've gone back to wanting a lawn instead of a
3: garden. Really? Really? Yeah. Why? You Like doing somersaults and cartwheels? No, because (laughs) historically... The lawn is a flex that I don't need to use my property for food production. I am wealthy enough... That my food needs are taken care of, that I can waste all this land on useless grass
1: and, and water I, and water. waste all this water, right.
3: and I would rather have that level of wealth. So wait a While minute. you guys are toiling at the
0: soil,
2: yeah,
1: But but what if the what if the apocalypse happens? And we're already talking about food shortages. I mean, I I, found, I got it. Hey, Gwyneth, yeah. but if thank I you so much growth, for the call. We appreciate it. Feel free to you call, call us between
2: yeah. seven and ten p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for calling from Australia. So wait a minute, Richie, Rich. If I'm hearing you right, you're saying that as a, as a midlife to have a crisis, instead of like, I don't know, buying a motorcycle or something, you're like, I'm just going to forego the garden and have a lawn?
3: I'm not saying as a midlife crisis, I'm saying wealthy enough to be able to do that.
2: Like More Free that Talk to Live go. is coming up. Indeed we are. It is the Sunday night's edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number you need is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. If you want to participate in tonight's program, you can call talk about anything that we've been talking about. We've been talking about a lot of stuff about... Uh, you know, uh, free market court systems, how something like the People's Court, the television show, you know, might be a template for a free market court system. Uh, we've had some callers call in and talk to us about a uh, free market arbitration system, subscription services, something called uh, what was it Ulex. Ulex, yes, thank you. Uh, you know, and how this is uh, based on, you know, old maritime law, things of that nature. Uh, We've talked about different arbitrations. We've talked about voluntary reputation systems, what that might look like, how that might affect uh, transactions with people. So you can call about any of that. Uh, I also do want to talk about Demolition Man as Prophecy. And if you don't know what that is, we'll get into that. But in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. I want to first go to Tom in New Hampshire, who's calling. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Good evening. I want to break a news story about the documents seized out of uh, Trump's property at Mar-a-Lago.
3: And now we have to fix a news story.
8: Vladimir uh, Putin, uh, he told Trump that uh, the Russian government would confiscate Trump's properties in Russia unless uh, Trump would uh, transfer these documents about nuclear missiles, top-secret documents, documents. to the Russian government, and greedy Trump said, oh, "Well, okay, I get these documents. I'll bring them to Mar-a-Lago. I'll get you the documents uh, when I can." And you know, in order just to avoid having his own property being confiscated. Okay, so knowing uh, the you-
3: reputation of Tom in New Hampshire, yeah, I'm going to say, "Please cite your source."
8: Uh, well, I they heard it here first. I cannot <laughs> disclose my sources because I just made it all up.
3: Ah, well, there you go. Did he just hang out? Or he got cut off by Putin and the Russians. I think he just hung up. Okay. Tom? Okay. Well, thanks for the call, Tom. Good <laughs> thing someone here knew about Tom's reputation and was able to call out
2: that BS.
3: <laughs> well, See, was...
1: we don't need a social credit score. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: just need Richie Rich. <laughs> See, now you would be uh, probably one of the arbiters then, you know, or one of the people that, uh, you know, folks would seek out. The town elder. to do, Yeah, to do <laughs> like the... Or, Can you imagine know, to, that? Be be the arbitrator, right? You know, somebody who has a reputation as being a fair man who calls people out, right, but yet also reviews the evidence and, uh, you know, weighs them based on their factual content. I call it right down the middle, daddy.
1: So just for giggles, what would your price be if I would want to hire you to look into Captain?
3: Look into Captain?
1: Yeah, like, you know, like Look into my eyes.
2: Look at me. look
3: at me me.
1: (laughs) like messaging his facebook friends and you know i am
2: the captain now
3: i mean
1: calling his family like hey has he ever did you dirty
3: okay so that's a good question i want to say like i don't want to devalue myself or overvalue the service but i might do that for like 50 bucks an hour okay an hour like that because it's it's not work that i necessarily want to do um i don't make that much elsewhere yeah. so that's you're, you're competing with opportunity cost true right and so to do work that i don't really want to do and take away from doing other work that i'm okay doing and
2: i haven't looked into it recently but that seems to be a bit below what like a private investigator might charge usually i'm yeah. also an amateur so i'm not going to get i'm right, not going right. to get professional i don't know prices. you just did
1: a good job though okay i <laughs> mean
2: some people have talent yeah right? you, you pass know? the interview. You, you- <laughs> Great. Like, this is one thing that I I think a lot of folks don't understand. There's a lot of emphasis today put on, like, skills, right? You want to upgrade your life. You want to make more money. You want to, you know, have a bigger house or whatever, stuff like that. Uh, Then you need to upgrade your skills. Well, okay. Or you could probably take a look at yourself and is what you're doing now to, you know, sort of bring home the bacon to make the money, whether it's cryptocurrency or gold and silver or USD, Whatever that is, whatever you're doing now to make the money, is it in alignment with your actual talents? Now I say this because as a guy who played in heavy metal bands for over twenty years in the West Coast in the Seattle area, I always had a day job. I didn't care about I didn't care if it aligned with like my talents and abilities and that kind of a thing. I just wanted to make money to fuel my band and my weekend adventures. Yeah you know, that's the uh, side pay, hustle. For, pay for the practice, you know, the, we had to rent a room for a while before we built Some our own and bump that kind in of your thing. your
3: disposable income.
2: Right, but also, like, being a musician is expensive and, you know, you need to buy new strings, maybe a new instrument every now and again, new gear, new technology comes out, better recording equipment, et cetera, and so on. So I never cared about any of that. Since I am no longer a, you know, I'll call it full-time musician uh, with a full-time day job, um, I've been thinking more about that Right, with regards to day work. The only group of people that will load five thousand dollars of equipment into
3: a five hundred dollar band or van for fifty dollars. Fifty bucks. If that. That's for
2: the whole band, not just for the individual. (laughs) Fifty bucks for the whole band. Maybe maybe a couple of beers. beers. They're usually crappy beers too. Anyway, my point is is that reevaluate whether or not You're getting paid for your talents because you might not have to level up your skill set if you just simply align what you're doing for your money with what your talents are. Because talents are valuable. Talents cannot be taught. Well. You either have talent or you don't. I might dispute that. You can be taught things to make your talents better. Okay, for certain. But if you don't have talent to begin with, if, or if you have an unexplored talent, you, you're going to need to do some work. But all I'm saying is that it's entirely possible. Instead of like going back to college and getting your degree, which of course I think college is worthless anyway. But some employers require things like if you want to do accounting, you got to have a degree in accounting, for example. That get kind your of thing. certs. But yeah, get your certs or whatever. But like you may not have to do that if you just take a look at what your talents are. And like a lot of people will go. Well, I'm not a talented person at all. There's a lot of people on planet Earth that say that. Yet, they're wrong. Everybody has talents. Everybody, to a person, has talents. They're just different from everybody else's. So don't ask yourself what your talents are. Ask your family. Ask your yeah, friends, the people advice. who know you. Go like, what am I talented? What do I do good? And they'll tell you. Like, if they're honest, they will tell you. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, like folks, can be, you don't have any talent or whatever, right? Like, You're a bum. Possible.
3: You're a loser.
2: But... If you have talent, it might behoove you to align what you do for money with your talent in order yeah. to further your life because that would you know, do a whole bunch of things for you without you having to reinvest in yourself and upgrading your skill set.
1: And typically something you enjoy, too, because not only because then you'll have a fulfilled life and you won't be miserable at work other, every day. But it gives you more incentive to do a good job and to evolve and to learn more things and to continuously do better.
2: Yeah. Uh, here's an example. A friend of mine uh, is an artist, and he was selling his work. He was doing paintings and, and that type of thing. Uh, and he was selling his work, and he was doing okay, but he wanted to make more money. He was getting ready to get married and have a kid and that kind of stuff. And he thought about it. He's like, well, what can I do without giving up? you know, doing my art, what can I do to make money that is in alignment with, with painting? And what he decided to do was to start a business helping other artists put together their first portfolios or even revisit their portfolios, which is, Artist portfolio is a glorified resume uh, yeah. for those of you who aren't familiar with artist portfolios. So, he would help them put together these very professional looking portfolios so that they could shop themselves around and start selling their art as well. And so, it was a perfect compliment to what he did. And he didn't have to upgrade his skill set at all. He just simply decided to do something that was in line with his talent already. Yeah. So, there I think there's, a, I think it came
3: up on one of the episodes of the School Sucks Project. Which is sort of out of production, but doing a best of, and then they're kind of like in the middle of that. Yeah. and Or I might have just read it online. I don't know where I heard it, but it okay. was basically like, if you have a kid, right, who's like good at tennis, yes. but struggling at math, the average parent would hire a math tutor,
2: right. whereas you should hire a tennis coach. Yep. Right, right. And have them integrate the math into the coaching of the player, because it's something they are already naturally drawn to and have shown an interest in, and they will be far more likely to retain the knowledge once it's taught. Yep. 6032836160 still to come the prophecy of demolition man this is free talk be well. live
0: be well and we're back
2: yes we are and the telephone number here at Free Talk Live is 603 283 6160. Again, 603 283 6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, I want to get to this prophecy. Keep teasing it. But first, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Oh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm going to bring up that New Mexico is a a Democrat blue state. Okay. But contrary to the typical blue state, we have a high traffic fatality rate. So
2: So Democrats are bad drivers? No, she said contrary to typical.
9: Right, the Democrat blue states have stricter um, traffic uh, like laws, seatbelt laws, helmet laws, so therefore we have less traffic fatalities. But our state happens to be blue, but we have like the highest pedestrian traffic fatalities. So
3: maybe it's not correlated at all.
2: Why do you suppose yeah. you have more traffic fatalities in New Mexico than elsewhere?
0: Well, less I especially laws.
9: for a blue state. The difficult trend is the red state happens to have more traffic fatalities they have um, like a less loss protecting I don't uh, concerning like traffic laws so I I have no idea but I that do
0: do
2: you, that do you know it Sarah like it's not do you know like, like, like trend. what percentage higher than you know other blue states is it like two percent is it 20% de- Is it really bad in New Hampshire because there's no helmet or seat belt law? It, it's not actually. In okay. fact, it's lower here in New Hampshire than uh, as far as fatalities go. And
1: okay. most other
3: states. Yeah, than most
2: places. So probably but has
3: nothing New to do with that either.
9: It's got nothing to do with blue or red. That but Yeah, so I'm trying to figure that out. Um I mean, I got my my I got my theories um How
2: do you know it that it's so higher in New Mexico? What what source?
9: Well, as far as for pedestrian fatality per capita, were the highest. And as far as like the automobile, like wrecks on freeways and T-boning, automobile against automobile, I don't know what the what what is the breakdown for that.
2: Okay, so your source high. then is uh, government themselves, right? They're giving you these numbers. The state, right, is, right. The state so of New I Mexico, think- is saying this is what it is this year and last year and the year before that kind of thing, right?
9: Yeah, but so I don't know the traffic as for per capita, but I think we killed about like 350 to 400 vehicle-to-vehicle vehicle crashes. Well, uh, everything combined, drunk driving and so forth. So, but you're right, maybe it's got nothing to do with the blue or the red part of it. And it's just a, maybe it's just the cultural aspect of it.
2: Yeah, that's it's entirely possible. That's my theory on it, anyway. I don't, yeah. I don't put any weight into you know, oh, the red states are this and the blue states are that, except for when it comes to like political elections, right? Who's voting for what well, president and that kind of a thing, right?
3: If, if people are going to shout, seatbelt saves lives, right? And and you can look to New Hampshire and say, well, this place doesn't have seatbelt laws. Yep, and mm. there's no discernible difference in fatalities, right? Right. Then the seatbelt law itself has no bearing on that
2: statistic.
1: And I'm sure most people in New Hampshire are... I don't know if there's more people in New Hampshire not wearing seatbelts.
2: Right. So, you know? right. I, I think that the law... And hey, thanks for the call, Sarah. I think that the law in New Hampshire uh, is... Mm, I don't think it's indicative of you know what seatbelts do or don't do. If you think seatbelts are a good idea, then you should wear them. Right. Uh, you know, I wear mine most of the time i don't wear mine occasionally because like i'm in new hampshire and i don't have to i've spent the majority of my life in states where you have to like you can get pulled over if the cop sees that the little strap isn't crossing your body i've gotten pulled over leaving court <laughs> really because
1: uh-huh. you weren't wearing a seatbelt yeah Not New Hampshire,
2: though. Not New Hampshire. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I just do it because I can. Like I'll leave my driveway, you know. uh, Okay, and as I'm driving down the road, then I'll be like, oh, guess I put my seatbelt on. I
3: pull out as quickly as I can to just get on the road, and then I buckle when it's convenient.
2: Yeah. You know, when I don't buckle up at all is when I'm in like one of these shopping centers, and I'm going to multiple stores, and I have to drive across like a street to get to the other portion of the shopping center. I won't buckle up at all.
3: Been drinking. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I typically don't wear my seatbelts, and just because I cross into Massachusetts is not going to make me put it on. Okay. Similarly, I ride motorcycles. You've got balls. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. Uh, At least someone s- proverbial balls. Similarly, <laughs> I ride motorcycles. Yes. In New Hampshire, and I only ride my motorcycle in New Hampshire, really, because I don't go that far. Anyways, I don't have to wear a helmet in New Hampshire. But do yeah. you? But I do. Okay. Because I think it's a. That's what I want to do. So yeah. even though I have the option not to, I do. And most riders I see in New Hampshire wear helmets.
3: In in Hawaii, like th- there's the seatbelt law, obviously, but my seatbelt didn't click into place, so Ooh. I actually had to tuck the lap belt under my belly fat just to hold to it to give the to make an appearance, right? Yeah. that it was clicked in. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Fun, or not really a fun story, but one of my ex-boyfriends, he got in a really bad car accident, was in a coma, like whole nine yards. He was kind of driving a junker car, and he was supposed to, the seatbelt was broken on the car. What did you do? He was supposed to wear the seatbelt the day, or he was supposed to fix the seatbelt the day before he got into the car accident, Mm. but his dad blew him off, so they didn't get to fix the seatbelt. So he got into that car accident the next day. He was flung to the passenger side. Mm -hmm. The driver's side of the car was completely crushed because he flipped his car four times into a telephone pole. If he was wearing his seatbelt, he would have died. He deserves the right to decide that now, since not wearing a seatbelt literally saved his life, he has the right to decide that he would rather, you know, you're taking a gamble either way. Yes, yep. So he deserves the right to decide whether he wants to wear a seatbelt or not wear a seatbelt.
2: I have the opposite experience, but I think a similar philosophy. Yeah. Right. So I did first try to move to Seattle or to New Hampshire about five years before I did. So nineteen, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, about two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. Good in with that the math. Pocket. There. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> uh, for those of you watching over at. Uh, uh what do we have video.free yeah. oh, okay. uh, i almost like did the fingers 19 18 17 16 or whatever it is right
1: you're embarrassing me
2: <laughs> i'm embarrassing myself as well it's what we do here on, Little on the radio on it the is keyboard. sunday yeah. I was told there would be no... Anyway, so uh, I got into an accident, and uh, quite literally, the passenger side of my vehicle was the side that was crushed. I was wearing my seatbelt, mm-hmm. and in fact, the vehicle had landed like on its side so that the driver's door was the top, the roof, if you will, and so I was literally hanging by my seatbelt inside the cockpit of my vehicle, and some, you know... Other traffic people who had seen the accident like pulled over and like ran and like kicked out the uh the windshield and helped me climb out through the front or whatever. So it was an interesting experience. But I think the moral is take the choice or make yeah. the choice on your own. Yes. Take your chances either way. Right. Six oh three-283-6160 still to come. Something about Demolition Man and Prophecy. And people's boggles. Boggles, boggles.
5: And we're back.
2: It is Free Talk Live. What a letdown that was. It's F is in it free.
0: Was
2: great. Really? Yeah, it right. was good. T is in talk, L is in live, Free Talk Live. You can find us over at freetalklive.com. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 if you want to call, the phones are open in the studio tonight. It is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there right now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. When you do that, you're going to find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse for you to ignore this important and world changing information. If you're already knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, you can check out news.bitcoin.com Get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all in a very slick and easy to use website. Visit bitcoin.com. All right. So, which one you brought this in? Richie Rich? Yeah. Okay. All right. Richie Rich brought in this story. Richie Rich brings in some good stuff from time. This is from Fee. I know. I, Foundation I like, for Economic Education. I saw uh, that, and I'm like, why is Richie not pulling from tabloids? Because it like, was be is, is he taking on wow. a serious aspect to his radio, you know, personality? But, yeah. Uh, this says, everything Demolition Man got right about the 21st century is so fought. And that's why I brought it in. The 1993 film, I, I like... When I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, is it really that old? Because, well, I'm old, right? 93, I was 21. Okay. So, yeah. I
1: wasn't alive.
2: <laughs> you weren't even around when this nope. film was, was released. Have you seen the film?
1: No, I haven't. Oh, Should I add my it to goodness. my list? Absolutely.
3: Yeah, A thousand percent, yes. I only okay. add it, but bump it into, like, the top four or something. Yeah, I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. like Yeah, watch that tonight, and then watch The Anarchist tomorrow night, and you'll be yeah. set. Yeah. Like, okay. that's,
2: your, that's your viewing
3: That's lineup. my goal. Yeah. My-
1: my it's, homework.
2: <laughs> as it, this article will reveal, it's got a star-studded cast, really. It's, it's but pretty f- good. find
3: an American torrent for it, because I downloaded, I guess, a European version, and they Ew. replaced all the Taco Bells with Pizza Hut, ah. and it was, it, was, it was nearly
2: unwatchable.
1: <laughs> That's wow. really funny.
2: Yeah, there's some very specific Taco Bell uh, humor in here. Uh, but yeah, the 1993 film, Demolition Man, saw some parts of our future clearly, and reminds us there are many shades of dystopia. For those of you who have not seen the film, yes, it's set in the future. The future. The future. And, uh, you know, it sort of takes some creative liberties on what the future might look like. And. The Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. <laughs> For what? The article reads, I haven't thought about the movie Demolition Man in a long time, but this changed recently when it was brought to my attention that the film is now nearly 30 years old. Made by filmmaker Marco Brambilla, or Brambilla, in his director directorial debut, Demolition Man is one of those movies that manages to be simultaneously campy and ingenious. That's impressive. That's his directorial de- debut. Yeah, it is actually pretty impressive. Featuring a star-studded lineup that included Sylvester Stallone, yo, Adrian, I'm Sylvester Stallone. Anyway, uh, Wesley Snipes, yep, Sandra Bullock, yep, and not to mention up-and-comers. This is way so '93, like Dennis Leary and Benjamin Bratt, as well as stage actor Nigel Hawthorne and the guy who played the warden in The Shawshank Redemption, Bob Gunton, and Rob Schneider.
1: I did see that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The movie was a hit, raking in over 159 million dollars worldwide. And so for 93, that's impressive. Today, that's like, eh. You know, movie comes out, it doesn't. That's not even the budget for a
3: Marvel movie, right?
2: The movie has a delicious, if ludicrous, plot. Stallone plays John Spartan, a dirty, hairy-style police officer whose life takes a sudden turn when his attempt to rescue a bunch of hostages goes awry. When all the hostages are found dead following an explosion, Spartan, along with the criminal he was trying to stop, Simon Phoenix, played by Snipes, is sentenced to be cryogenically frozen. Both Spartan and Phoenix are unthawed in 2032. All right around the corner. A little bit, yeah. A couple of, what, 10 years or so? 36 years after being frozen in a world that looks much different. So it's kind of the same thing as idiocracy. In this respect, where like you know, dude gets put to sleep and then w- but gets predates
3: up. Idiocracy by a s- couple of decades. Is it as funny? It's mm. not as funny because yeah. it's not really, I quote that movie a lot. <laughs> okay, it's campy, but it's an action flick.
1: Okay. It's like
3: at its core, it's an action flick.
2: When did Idiocracy come out? Two thousand six. Yeah. Right, yeah. So thirteen
3: years before of it in front of Idiocracy.
2: That's interesting. I thought Idiocracy was much older than that. By like, you know, I thought it came out like 2000 or something.
3: And the other thing with Demolition Man is it takes a lot of liberties from Brave New World. Like, it's definitely sourced in
2: that. It does. Uh, The author here says, I had to watch or rewatch Demolition Man after the release of an out-of-frame short that explored all the ways in which Demolition Man predicted the future. The movie was even campier than I remembered. Well, okay, it was 93, so... But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't also impressed by just how much of the future Demolition Man got right. So, here we go. Self-driving electric cars. Check. We we all know that that's up and coming. There's there's uh, already self-driving electric semis uh, in some places of the United States already. And around the world, who knows? I mean, I'm sure self-driving electric cars are, are in more than just the U.S., so... Uh, humans using computers to increase their self-esteem.
0: <laughs>
2: check. Yeah. Very big check. Very big check. Right. Uh, all the studies about how uh, when you get a Facebook like, it triggers some sort of dopamine yeah, in your brain. Yeah. You get that or, dopamine. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Those yeah.
1: happy birthdays. Got to get that rush.
2: Yeah. There's. Uh, this is why I I don't really want to offend anybody, but on on the social media, I never do birthdays.
1: Yeah. And you'll
2: either, also honestly. you'll also rarely see like a couple of my friends like who are older than Facebook. Well, you don't want to know give them when that my, ego, know that when, ego push. Know when my birthday is and so they'll be like, hey, happy birthday captain every now and again. But like for the most part, people leave me alone. And so I'm happy about that. And I leave them alone with it too. Because like I, I just feel like social media pushing you to remember people that you might not even communicate with, right? You know, followers versus friends, right? Is how I look at social media. Um, like pushing you is like sort of fake friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're really my friend and and, and, my and, I, and I know you and I really have some concern over your next spin around the you know the galaxy or whatever it is, then I will wish you happy birthday in person. You know, but it's not so important to me, and I don't really care if anybody remembers my birthday or not. I, I really don't, and I kind of never have. The only importance for birthdays to me. Were when I turned twenty one, I could drink legally. Mm-hmm. I was totally going to bars and drinking illegally before I was twenty one. Because I, I think most older. people
3: who drink started before it was legal.
2: Yeah. yeah, But I'm saying I looked older, so I got carded like okay. way less, and like people were just like, sure, whatever, you know. Uh, and so that happened. And then the other one was, uh, I think, when I turned twenty five, because uh, my insurance, my car insurance rates finally yeah. went down. You
3: know? <laughs> I think I find the I yeah. find the birthday reminders sometimes useful because I don't really pay attention sometimes it is
1: nice yeah
3: so you get the reminder and then i will go message you know family members off of facebook yeah but i, t- I totally lean on that was like oh man it's their birthday
2: yeah.
1: again and like, you know. forget mom's birthday and you'll never hear the last of it
2: uh how about zoom meetings check big check particularly post covid yeah uh, zoom has taken over uh all sorts of different meeting applications has replaced live in-person meetings, mostly across many different forms of business.
3: I remember my dad had to go on business trips. That's old people things. Yeah. We, yeah. Have to, we have to go to a different state to have a meeting? Right. Jesus. What else that?
2: did Demolition Man prophesy? Prophesy? Prophesy. 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 The prophecy Prophes- has been prophesied. Prophesizing? Predictor. Prophesy- More free talk live is on the way This is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening each and every night. We're here seven nights a week from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, There's a few radio stations that don't play all seven days of the week. Some of them will pick up like just the weekends or some will play only weekdays or only specific days. But we are available to you seven nights a week over at freetalklive.com streaming you can also uh, if you want to watch our video streams as well as enjoy the audio you can go to video.freetalklive.com and if you want to call you have to call between 7 p.m and 10 p.m eastern time because we're in the eastern time zone that's when we broadcast live so uh in the studio it's myself the captain it's nikki and richie rich do you really want liberty in your lifetime well hell yes yeah Later this year, Mark Edge, one of the founders of Free Talk Live, is speaking at Free Cities Foundation's annual conference, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's being held in Prague from October 21st through the 23rd, and it showcases autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up all around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress, And they'll explore physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance, which offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in their future. Free Private Cities is offering all Free Talk Live listeners a special 20% discount on tickets. And you can claim those when you check out of their Eventbrite site using the promotion code FTL20. That's FTL20. To find out more about the conference, visit LifetimeLiberty.com and follow the conference Twitter via the handle at Liberty IOL. Make sure you get your tickets soon and take advantage of the discount. If you want, you can buy your tickets with Bitcoin. Just drop them a Twitter direct message for instructions on how to do so. Again, that's LifetimeLiberty.com Use the code FTL20 as your discount code for 20% off and that'll be in Prague October 21st through the 23rd. All right, so we've begun this story from FEE, F-E-E, that's the Foundation for Economic Education. Yep. And they're talking about the 1993 film called Demolition Man starring- 1993 masterpiece. uh, Okay, sure. Uh, I won't dispute that. Uh, (laughs) Nikki hasn't seen it, so she won't dispute it either. She wasn't even born yet.
1: I'll let you know tomorrow, though.
2: Okay. Uh, and you know, did it predict the future? And if so, how accurately? Well, we've already already covered. Uh, oh, it's starring uh Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock, Wesley Snipes, Dennis Leary's in it. Uh, a couple of other people. It's a star-studded cast, really. Uh, but we've already talked about self-driving electric cars. Check. They predicted that humans using computers to increase their self-esteem. Check. You know, we talked about the Facebook thing. Uh, recently too. There's I and mean, I talked about it here on Free Talk Live. I can't remember the name of the website, but it wants to sort of be your friend and mimic you. Uh, Arya actually signed up for one of the accounts, oh, yeah, uh, and has had fun playing with that account uh, on a couple of different occasions and telling it, you know, all sorts of interesting information. Uh, but like, it's there to like be your uh, virtual online friend that is somewhat of a mirror of yourself. That's okay. its whole premise. And so its job is to, like, lift your spirits and, like, encourage you and, like, all the things that, like, you know, your family and your spouse and your friends are supposed to do for you. It's trying to, like, be that for people.
3: Really makes you wonder if you want to be friends with yourself, though.
1: Well, I mean, if I need a computer robot to do that, I would feel really bad about myself.
2: (laughs) Zoom meetings, And it would mimic that. Zoom meeting, so yeah, of course, everybody's doing these online Zoom conference things. Zoom yeah. is, like, bigger than, you know, cheeseburgers now, I guess. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's entry into politics. The Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. Check. 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 They've predicted that firmly in 1993. Uh, what else? Uh, attention spans the length of a goldfish. <laughs> Check. Yeah, Twitter with its 140 character was it 140 characters. It was TikTok. yeah. Yeah.
1: TikTok's a great example of that. Uh, how,
2: what's the limit there?
1: I don't know. You don't have I don't TikTok? know if there's like a, a limit. minute or I don't have a TikTok either. There's so. definitely. Well, they're they're like short clips. is basically. Yeah. What
3: it is. Okay. It's what Vine tried to be. Uh, well, yes. Vine
1: was only like 15 seconds or something.
2: Okay.
3: It's a short form thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, short attention spans uh, have become the norm. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit during the break. Voice-activated search in homes. Yep. Check and Richie, Rich, you you have some experience with you, this. I you understand. can give me the
3: demerits. I don't care. I've already
2: given you five demerits yep. for this. But... Liber-
3: libertarians can harsh on me all they want, <laughs> but I've got I've got the Alexa set up in house. Yeah. And I I mean justifiably fine if you're unless you've got like a dumb phone feature phone like I don't want to hear it because. Right. All I know is whenever my phone is around me, like I get ads on Facebook for what I was just talking about with my friends.
2: So, in, in your house with Alexa?
3: Well, no, just oh, with yeah, my phone. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Your the, phones the, are
2: obviously always right. listening. Yeah. So
3: that being said, I don't really have a problem having Alexa in my house yeah. because it's
2: convenient. I mean, there is something to be said for unplugging the damn thing, right? You know, just because you have one doesn't mean you can't unplug it. Or just not want to. use it but it's well, no, it's always on it's one of the things i don't like about it yeah so when i walk into
3: my apartment the 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 light switch is on the back wall of the apartment mm, right so i have to crawl through the dark to get there when i get home at night yep uh so i set up an alexa light yep. you know to to come on and in demolition man fashion when i get home i say alexa Illuminate, nice, and deluminate, and the lights go on and off.
2: I'll I'll give you back one demerit point, so I'm only going to subtract four. Okay, I'll give you the one back because you do mimic the Demolition Man movie. Okay, so I'll take it. Yeah, that's I don't even care. That's definitely cool. Worth it.
3: Worth it for the convenience. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, Uh, set microwave timer for ninety seconds. I she can do that. Yeah.
1: Whoa. See,
2: I don't remember. Hmm. I'm gonna to have to go back and watch this movie again myself. Because Please do. This says digital currency. They predicted. Yeah. Check. Okay. Did I don't remember them using digital currency. In the I don't remember them yet. using cash,
3: except when they were down. in they, the They they had
2: credits or whatever, yeah. right? And I remember like whenever Sylvester Stallone you have been would find one, would cuss, right? Yeah, they would find it. Yeah. But like, I it seemed to me that they were finding him for like something he hadn't yet even earned. Well, because he was new. Like R- everyone
3: else already had it. That's probably how they were paid. Yeah. Right. Okay. I guess. And then automatically deducted.
2: And, like, I'd just like to point this out again. There are people mm, on the internet who say things like, the dollar is not digital. Yes, it is. Like, it was digital before cryptocurrency was. Like, literally. Like, bank accounts. Yeah. Like, when you go and deposit $1,000 in cash into your bank, right, your local branch of whatever bank you use, the bank of your local whatever, you put a thousand bucks into that thing. They don't then put that thousand bucks into an envelope and ship it no. across the country to like the main bank, and then your particular subsection of the actual physical bank now has that specific one thousand dollars. No, they credit an account digitally. Well, Not they don't just even that. have
1: enough money to cover all of the right. bank accounts at right. the bank. There, there
2: That's is part of it. Far less cash in the world than there are zeros on bank accounts that people believe that they have cash on. That's why banks are afraid of things like a bank bank run run. yeah you deposit
3: a thousand they lend out nine thousand legally
2: well they actually now they don't even have that reserve oh that's not even yeah they they got rid of that i think during COVID. so screw it yeah doesn't even matter
1: so they can lend out as much as they want yeah so it used
2: to be they had to have uh, it's it's called a fractional reserve bank fractional reserve banking thank you and it used to be that the bank would have to have 10 percent of whatever it was they were going to lend out. So if they were going to lend out, you know, a hundred bucks, they had to have ten bucks.
1: Even that is absurd. It's absurd. Imagine if I was doing that. Yeah, but the <laughs> only
2: way they can do
3: that is if they don't actually have to physically give yeah. you the cash. They right. just increment the system,
2: right? So now, if you go into your local branch bank because you've been a customer at that bank for all your life or whatever, and you know your credit's pretty good, and you're like, "Hey, can I have a loan for a car?" and they go, "Yep, your credit looks good. You're employed." They do a background check on you or whatever. Uh, and uh, they go, yeah, sure. Uh, that'll arrive in your account in you know X amount of business days. And so it's just numbers in your account. They don't actually put that amount of cash into an area set aside specifically
3: for you. Which is also why it's absurd that it's not instantaneous. Right.
1: Wait, so wouldn't this make the U.S. dollar essentially worthless?
3: I yes. Mean,
4: it, it, don't it, spread
3: it, the word if you're holding U.S. dollars.
4: It's, I'm not. It's,
3: it's not really secret.
2: A, a secret. I mean, we've been broadcasting it here on national talk radio for probably 20 years or so. You know, that uh, the, the dollar has actually lost um, over 98% of its value yeah. uh, since 1913. Uh, Perhaps yeah. uh, even further back than that. But. Well,
3: that's when Federal Reserve
2: was. Yeah, and the more money they print the less value your dollar has so if you've been sitting on five thousand dollars for five years guess what it's probably only worth about twenty five hundred bucks right now compared to what it was worth when you saved it 603-283-6160 was there anything else demolition man predicted we'll find out this is free talk live more coming up
0: Talk
2: live, and we're back. Back, back, back. back. He echoed, echoed, echoed. Delay, delay, delay. Is this thing on? This thing on? This thing. It's called manual delay. When you just do it. Okay. What time? Uh, me and my band. We were playing a gig. And they didn't have any effects at all, like something in their rack broke. And so it was just, you know, the mic'd up guitars, the mic'd up bass, you know, the mic'd up drums and then dry vocals, which I don't know if you've ever heard dry vocals in a musical situation. but Karaoke? No, karaoke like is generous with the, the really? reverb and the delay and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. the Most karaoke setups, anyway. Um, so, anyway, we play this thing dry, and there was this important piece of the song where there was a delay. Like, if you heard the recording of the song, there's a bit where, like, the music sort of stops, and the singer, ah, 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 right? It's a pretty important piece of the <laughs> yeah. song, but the sound guy was unable to do that that day because whatever the piece of gear broke, so the singer just did it manually.
1: Yep, gotta do a manual.
2: And apparently, it fooled the audience. Nice, because they That's were like, great. "I thought you said the sound guy's thing was broken." Because I talked to some people before the show, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, "It was," you know. And you could see we're him do just it like that
1: good. Yeah,
2: that you, you could kind of see him do it, but he kind of did it in a ventriloquist way, where he's holding the mic. He's like, ah, 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 and you could see the throat move, but yeah. he didn't move the mic away from his face at all. So it looked like it was just the same thing. It was, yeah. Anyway, this is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here: six zero three two eight three. 6160 in the studio. It's myself, the captain.
1: It's Nikki. And Richie Rich.
2: Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain based media sharing protocol. We're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube. And it's really taking off with over a million channels now, many of whom are former or disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on all things COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. If it hasn't already, I haven't checked in on it because at this point I'm like, screw you, YouTube. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming. Now we're streaming live every night, posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel. Just video, uh, visit video.freetalklive.com, video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, you can download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. Again, follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com.
3: And Free Talk Live vindicated with the latest CDC guidelines and recommendations and yeah recently
2: yeah i i saw that and i was hoping to grab uh you know sort of a chart or an article on that and i just didn't happen to have one for that but i did see that the cdc has basically said hey uh treat everybody whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated the same yep which is what we've been saying since the dawn
3: of covid what's that you've tested positive no need to quarantine go about your business right
1: That's what I've been doing the whole time.
2: Right, vindicated. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, you don't need to wear a mask wherever you go. Vindicated. Yeah, I haven't been doing that either. Nor did I do it the entire time. So, yeah, you know all the uh, all the websites that uh, put warnings uh, on our posts about, oh, this might be misinformation or disinformation. You've been fact checked. Well, guess what? They're all wrong. Every frickin' one of them. All the Facebook friends lost
1: yeah Yeah. good good riddance
2: (laughs) yeah yeah all right we've been talking about this article from fee about the movie one of the greatest movies of all time demolition man and uh star-studded cast sandra bulldog i mean bullock uh sylvester stallone yo uh wesley snipes who played uh what was the vampire blade blade yes Thank you. he played blade also a fantastic series of vampire movies Anyway, those guys are all in it. We've been talking about things they got right, uh, just for our listeners tuning in who haven't heard them Uh, self driving electric cars. They predicted humans using computers to increase their self esteem. They also predicted Zoom meetings. They predicted Arnold Schwarzenegger's entry into politics. Uh, They predicted short attention spans for most people. They predicted voice activated search in your home. They predicted digital currency. What else did they predict? Tablets. Hmm. That's right. They had tablets in Demolition Man before tablets were even invented. The police response system. Yep. What am I supposed to tell this guy? Uh, And that's interesting, too, because did they invent them and do you know android and apple oh demolition man some sort of you know royalty according to u.s law i don't believe in copyright law by the way but probably probably more so the
3: uh the daily use of tablets like i know apple had a tablet probably long around that what time i don't know apple so had yeah, apple had a tablet long before the ipad and I don't remember what it's called. So I know like that Newton.
2: Or I know that touchscreen POS systems existed in ninety three because I worked a job at a uh, a place, a retailer, where they had the touchscreen. So yeah. you could you know scan barcodes and then touch stuff on the screen without a keyboard to like right. complete the transaction.
3: I and, got that, but there there's there is an Apple tablet that predates the iPad. Okay. I just I don't know when it
2: came out and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, if you know Six oh three two eight three six one six oh. 6160 what else did they predict? Anti-smoking laws. That's right. In 1993, you could still smoke in a bar and have a Mm. glass of whiskey at the same time. I'm so old. Like, I remember when you could smoke in the Greyhound bus. It was only like the last, like, six seats, like three on either side, plus that one big seat in the way back next to the bathroom. You didn't ever want to sit there unless you were a smoker. Are there people still alive that remember when you could smoke on an airplane? I'm sure there are.
1: Probably yeah.
2: I don't remember being able to smoke on an airplane. I do remember seeing the ashtrays in the arms of the airplane seats. I think they've all been you know moved out and all those planes retired at this point. It
3: seems like that has been such has been the norm for so long, right? That you need not put a sign up in the plane that says no smoking, (laughs) and they still have them, right? Yeah, like fasten your seatbelts and remember no smoking. (laughs) Like who remembers (laughs) who's who thinks that that would be okay at this point?
2: Uh, anti smoking laws they predicted. They predicted Language Police. One credit of the verbal morality code. Yeah, and there was also some sort of like buzzer sound that went yeah. Hard, yeah. John maybe, Spartan maybe a little light went off too. Yeah. I I much like John Spartan would have received many a fine. Yes. As we've witnessed here on Free Talk Live in the <laughs> two times that I've had to well, one time I had to dump myself and then another time, I, I had to be dumped because I went on a bit of an you know I wouldn't say emotional, but I was on a bit of a rant and carrying on. And well, you've you been know, known to get emotional. I don't get emotional. I'm
1: still surprised I haven't had to be dumped. <laughs> not knock on wood. <laughs> oh, but, uh, did just I just curse myself? Predicting the future
2: is what no. you're doing. That's right. Mm-mm, I'm a good girl,
1: oh. and I do not use swear words. The ever. f you don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've Ever. He- I've heard your potty mouth. That's right. <laughs> what, on the brakes? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and at Pork and Fork. Yep. As soon as the mics really, get muted.
1: I really let it loose at Pork and Fork. Particularly
2: during mini golf. <laughs> so last night there was a caller who was like, I, okay, you guys don't get emotional now. And I totally like deadpan. He's like, no, 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 don't get emotional. Yeah. And I was like, I heard but I'm not. like." You've whatever. been known, Captain. Don't tell me what As to part do. of your reputation. I do not get emotional.
3: Get emotional, <laughs>
2: Captain. I do emote, it's true. But what else do they predict? Uh, germophobia, gun control, all of those. So anti smoking yeah. laws, language police, germophobia, Where gun control. Where do I get a gun on here? Oh, at the museum, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, however, I am still not using the three shells. Three C shells? Yeah. Okay. I, what is that? That, well, Watch you the movie yeah, Alright
3: I will Don't spoil it I'm not going to spoil it right. there I'm is waiting a, for that There I'm are three, totally seashells the three seashells That
2: John Spartan Has to figure out How to use And you'll, you'll see You'll okay. see This list is by no means Exhaustive mind you And impressive as it is The list doesn't include What is in my opinion The most prophetic And best part of Demolition Man Edgar Friendly's Soliloquy On why he's living As criminal underground Literally underground Rather than on the service And that would be Uh Dennis Leary's part. That's a worthy
3: rant. It is.
2: 603-283-6160. Would you live underground in a dystopia? No. Right, totally
3: on. ruined it.
2: Hang on. Let me see if I do. Technicalities. See I do yeah. Technicalties. Please stand by. Technicalties. Please stand by. It would have been such a great segue. It was going to be a great segue, and now it's all messed up. It's all jacked.
3: See. There you according
5: go. To plan, I'm the enemy. Because I like to think, I like to read. I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy that just like to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen this. dude. you know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. See...
2: And that is the epic rant.
1: That's pretty uh, pretty accurate.
2: From uh, the from actor. From 93. 93, yeah, yeah definitely accurate. Uh, from the actor Dennis Leary, uh, who I, that might have been one of his first acting gigs, 93, because he was a stand-up comedian for a long time doing, yeah. doing his shtick, uh, which I thought he was pretty funny at that, and then he transitioned into acting, of course. But, uh, yeah, pretty epic rant, pretty awesome. Point on point, you know, uh, and definitely worthy of a look back. Six zero three two eight three is Free Talk Live. In the studio, that's myself, the captain.
1: It's Nicky.
2: And Richie Rich. And before we get to your calls and thoughts, I want to say thank you to tonight's amplifier. Thank you to Alex G. Knopp. He is a silver level amplifier, which means he contributes $5 a month over at Amps dot, free talk live dot com. Where does Alex's money go? It goes to help get this radio program onto more radio stations and otherwise promote and support Free Talk Live. You do get some little little perks, little you know, special things if you are an amplifier, such as an amp only podcast, and there's a few other things. Find out more over at amps a m p s. dot freetalklive. dot com. Uh, you could help us spread liberty, peace, and prosperity to more people around the world. Thank you again, Alex G. We appreciate you. All right, so moving on to calls, let's go to David in San Francisco. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Well, uh, you know, it's funny uh, you were doing your fund pitch there. You mean the Koch brothers don't pay for the show?
2: Uh, no, they they don't. Uh, and in fact, if they do, uh, they certainly have not sent me my paycheck ever. Well, been... that's
10: a funny thing. I mean, you got a fat network uh, display, and they don't even chip in a tiny bit.
3: If uh, the Koch brothers started chipping in, I'm really getting
2: my lawn. Let's just say that. <laughs> what were you calling about tonight, David?
10: Well, I heard you raise the issue of, uh, living outside the, or living underground. Yes. And, um, you know, like they say, uh, if you live underground, you must be honest. Why is that? And, uh, I'm sure you all agree. Why is that? Oh, you don't recognize the old Bob Dylan line?
2: No.
0: No.
10: Okay. Well, the, uh. I was going to talk about the physics of living underground. Uh, I used to live out in Colorado where they had a lot of radon gas. Yep. You know, radiation, uh, radioactive uh,
3: soil. uh, That's
2: a big thing here in New Hampshire. Yeah, it it is. Like, uh, when I bought my house, the inspector did a radon test, and, like, I didn't get the results for a couple of days or whatever because they had to leave it go for 24 hours. And
3: and there's radon vents that get built into new houses here to let it escape. Yeah.
10: Yeah, it's not a safe thing. And, you know, part of the reason why the Koch brothers aren't respected is they own mining companies. They've made a vast fortune in mining and in oil drilling, and, uh, and they are made a vast for, uh, fortune in fraud. Uh, they used to short the oil companies. They would pretend to have a full tank, uh, that they would take a partial tank of fuel, when in fact they had a full tank. And, uh, and so they were famous for shorting uh, the oil uh, jobbers. But the, uh, the bigger thing You think they wouldn't get it, that
3: wealthy with that reputation.
10: Well, that's the funniest thing about it. And uh, uh, they started the John Birch Society, and they made it patriotic, to be a saboteur and uh and so their whole history was was that of sapping this nation pretending that they were so important to this nation that they didn't have to pay taxes even though they were poisonous with poisoning us with uh, various problems, like radon, uh, in concrete, in mine tailings, all sorts of different problems, okay. and, and then selling those mine tailings for uh, filler in something like concrete, which then led to the poisoning of whole neighborhoods uh, all across America.
2: So if I'm and, hearing you correctly then, David, uh, you just don't like the Koch brothers, is that right?
10: I don't oh. like poisoners. And I don't like polluters. So then, if you don't like
2: polluters and poisoners, do you dislike the federal government?
10: Uh, You always got it in for the federal government. The federal government... I ask you you for a very specific
2: reason. Because the federal government, believe it or not, and you can go look this up, they released their own report on it. Go look it up. The federal government, believe it or not, is the largest polluter, period. Okay. They, at least to, they admit it. To be f-
3: to be fair to David, down. though, mm-hmm. I don't right? Think... That doesn't minimize the fact that if this is true, that the Koch brothers are oh, sure culpable.
2: I'm just this. I'm just seeing if David okay. here is philosophically consistent. Okay.
1: I don't like well, the that's... at least they admit it argument, though. I don't like doing a bad thing is doing a bad thing just because the feds admit that they're terrible doesn't mean that it's okay or any Agreed. better.
3: David? Is it is it better to then hide it if the if the that's what the Koch brothers is doing? Hang on. The no.
10: federal government is you and I. Whether no. you admit <laughs> no. it or
2: not, <laughs> no, you it and isn't. I, no, it, it certainly isn't, the, David. In I no way, shape, or form is the is the federal government you and I. Have I you ever tried to change anything in the federal government at any level? Got a lot done. Oh yeah, such as what did you change?
10: Well, just one time, uh, right after Obama was elected, Uh we had the Interior Secretary came out here to San Francisco. Uh Everybody was expecting him to be a a great... I don't need the lead up. I need
2: the facts. What did you change?
10: And he he wanted to do offshore drilling in California. Okay. And so I got one of the choice spots of being able to ask him a question in a huge public forum.
2: Oh, how much did they pay you for that? Simple question. How much did they pay you for that?
10: Simple question. How much of California's
2: coastline is
10: collateral for the rest of the nation? If you owned a million-dollar villa over, uh, over the California coastline and it gets covered with oil...
2: Hey, David, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. Uh, Obviously, he didn't change anything. Otherwise, his answer would have been, I changed this and X. And then I asked a
3: question in a public forum
2: and uh, made a difference in the world. uh, I'm of the opinion that these people who get to ask these politician questions are are paid. And he avoided that question as well. So more free talk live is on the way. 603-283-6160. Yes, it is free talk live. The Sunday night edition. The We've got some, the phones are packed actually. Uh, but, uh, well, yeah, we might have time for you. 603 283 6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass.
1: It's Nikki. And Richie Rich.
2: Could you say that with less enthusiasm?
1: You always throw me off when you don't say joining me.
2: Uh oh. Joining me? It's Nikki. Ah, oh, that's better. Yeah. There's your sunshine. There we go. Yes. I was missing the sunshine in the Nikki part. It's uh, Nikki. You know, it's,
5: it's just
1: Nikki.
2: And it's in the studio, it's your... the captain. <laughs> it reminds me of Saturday Night Live's Doug and Wendy Weiner. All right. I don't remember. And that one. in the studio tonight, it's the yeah. captain joining me. It's Nikki. I'm not even gonna do it. That just gives me a headache. <laughs> Nicky no. Rich. Uh, you can join liberty minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th annual. That's right. Fork Fest. Oh, wow. At Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started the weekend and some days before Pork Fest. So ForkFest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those over at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there again, ForkFest.party. Party. I'm kind of stoked for it to be the the pre-funk leading okay. up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. So, uh, because all of the years that I've attended the Forkfest have been after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I finally got to the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year, and so now I'm looking forward to you know having it the old school style.
1: What's well, going to happen to flipping. Sporkfest?
2: Yes, wasn't Sporkfest like the the weekend prior to?
1: I thought it was after. No, I thought it was por-
3: that was Fork
2: Fest. No, I thought Sporkfest was the week of Porkfest at the same time, at the same okay. time, but yeah, in a I, whole different location. I, I thought
1: right. it was like the same time as something. Yeah. All
2: right, fair yeah. enough. Or maybe the same time as Forkfest. I not thought it was, sure. I
1: thought it was Forkfest just because Spork. I don't know.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows. Or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But let's go to your calls and Rename thoughts. it Somalia Fest. <laughs> well, that was an original name. I know.
3: That's why. If we're going to go back. Uh, Jesus.
2: We've got Oliver calling from Virginia. Oliver, you're on Free Talk Live.
11: Hey, buddy. Hey, what's on your mind? Look, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm from uh, Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy. Yep. Must be proud. Yeah, uh, I really ain't. I really do. I'm proud of my uh Okay, so
2: so what's on your mind?
11: And I would just like to say that we tried this. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm bad with words. What are y'all trying to do? Secede from the union.
2: Yes, we're trying to divorce New Hampshire from the rest of the United States.
11: Yeah, we tried this thing one time before, you know, it didn't work out that good, but anyway. Well, we're going to uh, do it
2: without slavery, though. We, yeah, and you and I didn't try anything, did we? I don't remember you and I getting together and trying something.
11: No, sir. I was, I, I'm I'm 54 years old, and I was definitely not there at the time, but I did have some some family that was back there, and uh and I really don't believe when it first started out, it was about slavery to be honest with you, but, uh, uh, I think it was 63, the, the war started in 61 and 63 came out with, uh, uh, immac- yeah. whatever that thing was about the, you know, uh, emaclimation, proclamation. The right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, I have it's a true. question for you, Oliver. Why yes.
11: should the United
2: States remain united? Uh, the federal government, for certain, has you know done all sorts of heinous things. They continue dropping bombs. They uh, extort people for money. They continue inflating the money supply. They do all all these heinous things. Why should the United States remain united?
11: Well, at the end of the day, this is this is. Uh, I'm gonna skip a few. Things that I wanted to say, I'm gonna get right to the point. Okay. This is the thing. Abraham Lincoln, he broke a lot of rules. He broke a lot of laws. Yeah. When you know when he did habeas corpus and all this old things, and and he broke a lot of rules, but in the end, he won. And he won, and that meant that our whole country was one. Now, when Hitler come along, if we was two countries, do you reckon we could have whooped him?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. I mean, sure, it's possible. Because those two countries may have come together in some sort of allied force
2: to repel the Nazi threat. And thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it, Oliver. Uh, That's
3: very American centric, right? Like Americans were the only ones fighting Nazism,
2: right? And Hitler. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they <laughs> like, weren't. And... Like,
3: like two countries couldn't come together to repel that
2: threat. And uh, also, for some fun tidbits on Abraham Lincoln and the uh, uh, the a hole that he was, uh, go listen to last night's Free Talk Live over at freetalklive.com.
1: That's funny. We talked about him last week too. Yeah, on yeah. Wednesday. See, I future
2: generations will remember him
3: as the vampire hunter. Oh, yeah, that's
2: right. Uh, let's move right along, and let's go to Jack in Ocean Shores, Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live.
12: Yeah, I want to talk about Anne Haish and some of the conspiracy theories, but real quick, Richie Rich, Yes. I believe private airlines should allow smoking, and if you want to fly on it or not fly on it, whether you're a smoker or not, I think you should be allowed to. I don't think it should be an absolute.
2: I do, too, and, in fact, I think, like, if – You know how, like, uh, sports teams, they'll have their stadium or their field named after some sort of corporate sponsor, for example. I think private air companies should be allowed to have, like, the Camel Airline or the Marlboro Airline and, like, cater to people who smoke. To be fair, I agree with you, and I I don't know if I suggested
3: otherwise when I brought that up. It's just been the standard for so long. It seems odd to me that people still need to be reminded that you're not allowed.
12: No, I agree with that. You think? I think you said if we look back on the tape that finally they came to that conclusion. And I, I, I actually remember.
3: Go on.
2: What do you remember?
1: Did we lose them?
3: Russians.
2: Jack Putin again.
1: Well, it's been about Jack over 50 years oh, since they stopped allowing smoking on airlines. That's why so I said, you... is there
3: anybody? Well, how long has it been?
2: Wait, hang on. Hey, is this it was Jack?
1: The se- yeah, the 70s is what I find. Jack, is
2: that you? Nope, it's not
3: Jack. This
1: is
2: Robert. All right, stand by. Uh, I thought that
3: was Jack calling back. Hmm. Producer said, what, is it the 90s?
1: 25 okay. years.
3: 25 years. Okay, all right, fair enough. Seems longer than that. 35 so years.
1: It, it started in the 70s. What did? Uh, not allowing smoking on airplanes.
2: Yeah, I remember you could still smoke in, I don't know what they call it now, the terminal. Okay. Right? Uh, I'm old enough to remember... Watching relatives fly away and like being able to bring the whole family, no security at all, into the airport and right up to the thing where the little, you know, fake stairs or whatever, the ramp and all that, into the plane goes, and being able to stand there with the glass and watch the plane leave that particular uh, terminal station, and, you know, you could sort of wave by to your family or whatever. No security, no TSA, no tickets. None of that. And it was great. It was one of the freest things I can remember. Like people like ask so at, at times they ask you to like pinpoint pinpoint a thing where like you were way more free than you are now. It's like that's one of them. There you go. Wow. To me, like just being able to like walk into an airport and walk around it like it's a mall, right? A shopping mall, and like go to all the restaurants and all the little places they have there selling goods and stuff like that. That was fun to me. Six oh three. Two eight three six one six zero. Do you remember something where you were more free than you are today? Let us know. More Just free talk line. segment of tonight's Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. What is Free Talk Live? We're a live radio call-in program where you can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Coolio. Only now you're telling them about it? Well, I've been telling them like for well, <laughs> years really now, I guess. Uh, you know, just thought I'd mention it once.
1: They should already know.
2: Final segment. What is Free Talk Live really about? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Let's get into the history. <laughs>
2: I I I I'm not a professional. I just play one on radio. All right. Uh, the telephone number. Well, you're probably not going to need. The phones are packed, and I think we'll get through uh, this segment. But for future reference, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and joining me, it's
1: it's Nikki
2: and Reggie Rich. Was that a good enough lead-in? It was. It was great. Thank you very much. You need to to prompt her like that every time. No,
1: I was ready for it this time, though. Even if you didn't do that, I was ready.
2: All right, cool. So we're making progress Yeah, I'm learning. The Sunday night edition, Free Talk Live. (laughs) Make a radio host out of you yet. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) I took this long? Do I have any business to handle? No, we already handled it. All right, cool. So let's move right along and go to... uh, We have uh, Jack now normally... Uh, we only limit you know one call per night, but Jack his phone cut off and he didn't really even get to say what was That's on his right. mind.
12: I so, want to say, Richie Rich, I apologize. I'm happy that you and I both agree that smoking on airplanes is cool.
3: Yeah, I personally I would choose the non smoking yeah. flight because I'm a non smoker. Yeah, but I don't. Th- I th- again, I don't think I suggested that it should be the rule. Only that it has been the rule so
2: long. I mean, it I, need not be reminded yeah, on every I think, flight. I think you should be able to smoke weed on a plane. Sure. I don't care. Or a yeah. bus or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, who cares?
0: Anne so.
12: uh, real quick. Uh,
2: yeah, so who is a, Anne Haish and why does she matter?
12: Um, she was an actress. She doesn't probably matter like most of them. Um, <laughs> but she was married to Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Oh, okay. And yeah. Ellen DeGeneres is on the, the Epstein pedo flight list. It's true. These huh. are things you have to look at, but they're not really conspiracies if you look at them. Sure. And she got killed. If you just type in hashtag.
3: Um, well, okay. Got killed or died because.
12: Yeah. She got killed. Okay. You, yeah. If you type her name in hashtag uh, on Twitter, AMH, you can see she pops out of the body bag right before it gets loaded in. Those are real newscasters, and this is not hard to do. You just type in hashtag. After the car crash, she hit two homes supposedly, and you can see her jump out of the body bag. It is so She, she wasn't
3: she wasn't taken away from the car crash in a body bag though. She was taken to a hospital, and then was. That's
12: what They told us initially. Oh, okay. That's why I think it. All right. But you can you can look at the video. It's hashtag uh, Anne Hage. Well, if she sat and up they, in they the stretcher up.
3: as they were loading her up to take her to the hospital.
12: Yeah, but right. she had a brain injury, and supposedly some guy left her behind in the car. Okay, she was dead. So it's it's just bizarre. I'm not saying it's true, by the way.
2: Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, there I'm there is listen. a video. I just did exactly what you said, and there is a video that shows. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a body bag, but it's somebody on a stretcher who sits up as uh, they are yeah. being put into the back of an ambulance. Yeah, she
3: wasn't. She wasn't pronounced later. dead at the scene.
12: She had no respirator in her. She's none of the things you usually see, no oxygen, nothing. I don't know.
2: Okay. So what is, what is your theory about what, what happened here?
12: I think that whatever this deep state this not 1% anymore, but this quarter percent of population is running some type of cabal. And I don't think it's Republican. I don't think it's Democrat. I don't think it's liberal. I I think it's literally something darker.
3: All right. Hey, we appreciate the, the call That tech. one is too easy to go to Ockham's Razor because right before wrecking her car, she did like a TikTok video or whatever about how she was like drunk or whatever. So she, uh,
1: she, got, really? she got
3: messed up, jumped in a car, wrecked the car, brain damage, taken to the hospital, uh, put on a respirator, ventilator, whatever, and eventually taken off a of life that support because she was brain dead.
1: Fabricated, though.
3: You're right. It could have been. But the simple, if you take a video going like, ah, look at me, I'm so messed up right now, I'm going to go take my car out for a drive, yeah. and then you wreck it, but right? I'm not surprised that the official story validates that.
1: Yeah.
2: Interesting. Uh, let's go to, we've got Ed calling from Michigan. Ed, you are on Free Talk Live.
10: Hi. Uh, you were talking earlier Uh, about the dollar bill becoming uh, worthless uh, year after year. And um, it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about. What's going to happen when countries like China or other ones that we do uh, extensive trade with, uh, they suddenly wake up to that and they say, we're no longer going to take any more of your toilet paper dollar bills. Uh, We now want gold in exchange for uh, all the products you get from us.
2: Russia kind of did that. So, well, and also um, Gaddafi. Yeah, was well, yeah. making a move towards a gold He started their own currency. Right. Yeah. A gold-based currency. Right. And, well, we saw what happened there. They just right. immediately took him out. A little more difficult with China. <laughs> now, but but yeah. your question is a valid question. Like, if the governments do nothing whenever it is that everybody else decides that the U.S. dollar is no longer the global reserve currency specifically for oil right Whenever they decide that happens uh, in theory, that will be the collapse of the United States dollar We will see hyperinflation we will see you know all of the bad things is basically the apocalypse of the United States dollar
3: and again russia Russia kind of did that when they started the conflict with the Ukraine, right they said like mm-hmm. we're only going to export our oil to countries paying in rubles or gold. So all of a sudden, they're like, you know, oil for gold, if you're getting it from Russia, Mm -hmm. and they're not taking any of the other currencies, right? And and a lot of countries who are energy dependent right now have fallen in line and is getting Russian rubles to buy their energy from Russia.
2: Uh Uh-huh. What do you think is going to happen? Me? Yeah.
8: Oh, I'm that. Hey, you guys are the experts. I love listening (laughs) to you guys. You guys are real smart. I wanted to give your opinion. To me, the whole situation is
10: kind of scary in a way.
2: Oh, it is. Uh, And in fact, it's been like there are a lot of people who are way smarter than I am when it comes to uh, economics, specifically Austrian economics. Uh, who have been lamenting the death of the dollar, you know, the, the dire situation that's in front of us. The fact of the matter is that mathematicians at least agree that there is no way for the dollar to recover, that we are on a decline, that will remain a decline. For how long, we don't know. Mathematically speaking, it's not a question of if. But I mean, it's a question of well, when
1: the U.S. government doesn't want it to stop declining. This is exactly part of the plan. This isn't accidental.
2: Can you elaborate?
1: Well, they just printed wh- what is it, like sixty yeah, percent
2: of yeah. the money supply in the last two years. <laughs>
1: they, I mean, that's the thing.
2: That's
3: the conspiracy. They would theory. have to
1: be super, super, super way dumber than we originally thought they were if they didn't think that that would. It, really depreciate the value of the U.S. dollar. Well, th- they,
2: they, they knew get, it would. They got the value out of it first because the they exactly. and their friends. Yeah. And so it exactly. has been literally the largest wealth transfer on planet Earth, period. So part of the problem in libertarian circles is Ron Paul has been
3: predicting this for 50 years. Right. So, like, when is it going to happen? Please, give like, put, a, put an expiration date on your predictions, number one. Um, number two, again, the dollar is headed down mathematically unable to recover but several years ago right the conspiracy theory was the uh, uh the the Amero. remember the Amero? yeah the, the american version of the euro right oh, the, the, i
1: do not remember this oh yeah. you, when were was too, this? you were too young when was this
3: like probably like 10, five 15, years ago no no more oh, than five years like really? 10 15 Uh-oh. years ago okay producer get on it <laughs> but it was it was supposed to be like the international currency for the americas right like canada right america or the United States of America and Mexico and, Mexico and Southern, you know, the s- South American states. We're going to we're going to move to this one currency called the Amero.
2: It's funny. Uh, there's a, um, a television series called Electric Sheep that, uh, yes, it's based on, you know, the author's books and all that kind of thing. There's a one episode where they're having an election for the candidate. OK. And the name of the country is MexusCAN. There you go. M E X U S. What a terrible way to match those words up. So it's Mexico, the United States, and Canada. It's all one country now, and they're having an election, but there's only one candidate. And the candidate has a very... Hey, and thank you for the call, by the way. Uh... Has a, a very uh, uh, interesting speech and you know, mannerisms that talk about, well, we only have one candidate as a symbol for the elections that we used to have.
3: 1999 was when the Amero was like more prominent in the news.
2: We're out of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to my co-host and our producer. This has been Free Talk Live. Find us over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.